Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I am Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. Hope you're doing well on this wonderful day as we are in our 748th day together in the Word of God and we come to Isaiah 54. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your Word. It's a wonderful blessing to be able to spend time in your Word, think about your Word, rejoice in your Son who is the Word of God made flesh to rejoice in your gospel and to spread it to the nations. We pray that you would help us to do all of this today. Be our teacher, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Isaiah 54. Sing, O barren one who did not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not been in labor. For the children of the desolate one will be more than the children of her who is married, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent, and let the curtains of your inhabitations stretch out. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes, for you will spread abroad to the right and to the left, and your offspring will possess the nations and will people the desolate cities. Fear not, for you will not be ashamed. Be not confounded, for you will not be disgraced. For you will forget the shame of your youth, and the reproach of your widowhood you will remember no more. For your Maker is your husband, the Lord of hosts is his name, and the Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer, the God of the whole world he is called. For the Lord has called you, like a wife deserted and grieved in spirit, like a wife of youth when she is cast off, says your God. For a brief moment I deserted you, but with great compassion I will gather you. In overflowing anger, for a moment I hid my face from you, but with everlasting love I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. This is like the days of Noah to me. As I swore that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth, so I have sworn that I will not be angry with you and will not rebuke you, for the mountains may depart and the hills be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you, and my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. O affected one, storm-tossed and not comforted, Behold, I will set your stones in antimony and lay your foundation with sapphires. I will make your pinnacles of agate, your gates of carbuncles, and all your wall of precious stones. All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear, and from terror for it shall not come near you. If anyone stirs up strife, it is not from me. Whoever stirs up strife with you shall fall because of you. Behold, I have created the smith, who blows the fire of coals and produces a weapon for its purposes. I have also created the ravager to destroy. No weapon that is fashioned against you shall succeed, and you shall refute every tongue that rises against you in judgment. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their vindication from me, declares the Lord. That is Isaiah 54. 
wonderful chapter that comes right after Isaiah 53. Obviously, I know how to count, but purposefully, it is the outworking and the result of what God does in Isaiah 53. And that is that the compassion of God, the peace of God, is extended and offered to all peoples. All peoples. Those who are barren. Those who are not in labor. Those who did not seek the Lord. They will be included in the kingdom of God. The nations, the desolate cities, the, the, the spiritually devastated, the, the disenfranchised, the disinherited, they, they will be brought in to the kingdom of God. God will, in grace, bring joy and bring salvation even to the ends of the earth. Now, God had judged his people by sending them into Babylon. But God will always keep his faithful covenant promises to his own. So he brought his people back from Babylon and reestablished them in the land. But that was really just a foreshadowing of what would take place when Jesus would come. And Jesus is now gathering in the true people of God from every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. God is giving his people, Israel, more spiritual descendants from every nation of the earth than they could ever even imagine. And so the shame and the widowhood of the Babylonian exile is being replaced not only by being reestablished in the land, but when Jesus comes into that reestablished homeland in the land of Judah and uh, Galilee, then, then from there goes a light out to the nations where everyone who is brought in by God's compassion and love is brought in. And so, just as uh, God keeps his covenant promises, it's like the covenant promise that he made in the days of Noah, when he said that the waters will no more go over the earth. He swore to his people, I'm not going to be angry with you. I'm going to keep my covenant of peace. The mountains may depart, the hills may be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you, and my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. And this is where we understand that we are included in the you, because we are the heirs of the promise given to Abraham in the covenant of grace and fulfilled in Christ as those who belong to Jesus, who is the true servant of God, the true Israel. And we are grafted in as, as branches to the vine, the true vine, Jesus Christ. And we are made heirs, co-heirs of all of these promises with the beloved people of God. So this is for us. Once we've been brought in, once we've been adopted, once we've been engrafted, we will never be cut off. We will never be lost. We will never be rejected. We may be afflicted. We may be storm-tossed and not comforted. That's the reality of our life in this world. This world and our life in it, because it's hostile to God and because of our sin and because of God's purposes, we may be afflicted. We may be storm-tossed. We may not be comforted. But in ages to come, Forever and ever, the people of God will be set on a sure foundation. There's, there's echoes of this kind of language in the depiction of the New Jerusalem in Revelation 21 and 22, where your, your foundation stones are sapphires and your stones are in antimony, and there's pinnacles of agate, and there's carbuncles for your gates, and your wall is precious stones, 
echoes of this language again not not necessarily item for item but the new jerusalem is said to be set on 12 foundation stones that are all precious stones and gates made of solid pearls and the streets of transparent gold and so it's this idea of being precious beyond any and every human worth that could possibly be accumulated and eternal eternally precious this is the people of god in the eyes of their savior established firm foundation walls gates things are secure things are firm and yet they're not they're not secure and firm in a drab way or in a cheap way they are secure and firm and strong in a beautifully precious and costly way this is again how god views his people in righteousness you will be established far from oppression far from fear far from terror it will not come upon you. You see, in the New Jerusalem, the doors, the gates are open. They never need to be shut because there's no more danger. There's no more night. There's no more terror. That's what's coming for us. Now we're afflicted and storm-tossed and sometimes harassed and sometimes unfaithful. But, but in the days to come, in eternity, forever and ever, we'll be taught by God, we'll be secured by God, and we are kept until that day. We are absolutely kept until that day. And no weapon that is formed against us will perish. Does that mean, or, or will, sorry, no weapon that's formed against us will succeed. Sorry, they will all perish. Does that mean that no one in this life can ever really persecute God's people? Well, depends on what you mean by ever really. I mean, in this life, we're afflicted and storm-tossed, and so we may be persecuted. In fact, Jesus said we will be persecuted. We're told that. We're going to suffer affliction in this life. We're going to walk in the footsteps of the man of sorrows who's acquainted with grief. But no weapon that's fashioned against us shall succeed in separating us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord, as Romans 8 tells us. Nothing will separate us. There's no affliction. There's no persecution. There's no rejection from the world. There's no harassment that can ever separate us from God. You shall refute every tongue that rises against you in judgment by simply saying we are the children of God. We are heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. If God is for us, who can be against us? We are secure. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their vindication from me, declares the Lord. So here's, here's a takeaway lesson for us. If you're feeling worthless, if you're feeling dejected, if you're feeling beat down, know that you are precious in the eyes of the Lord. Know that he has chosen you and he has redeemed you, and he has made you his own, and he will never cast you away. He will never remove his steadfast love and his faithfulness from you personally if you belong to him through faith in Jesus Christ. You are precious in his sight. But we cannot settle down and get too comfortable. We cannot turn our backs on God and make compromises with this world for the sake of acceptance and security and complacency because anything this world has to offer is nothing to compare with what God has in store for us. And this light momentary affliction is working for us a, an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. So we need to stay the course. We need to hold fast to our confession. We need to accept the afflicted, storm-tossed reality of life in this fallen world remembering that we are precious in God's eyes, that no weapon that's formed against us will succeed in separating us from his love, and we have an eternal inheritance kept in the heavens, which nothing in this world could ever touch or compare to. That's the call for us today.
Remember and realize how much God loves you. Rejoice in that love and remain steadfast in your commitment and your hope in what will be revealed when Christ comes again. Let's pray. Father, you're so faithful and so good. We need you. We can get discouraged and we can get distracted. We can get feeling low and beat up about ourselves. We can also get enticed by the lies of this world. Keep us with our eyes fixed on you by faith, with our hearts kept secure in your love by your grace. For your glory in our lives and in your church, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining me for Isaiah 54. I think we're going back to the book of Daniel tomorrow. Have a blessed day in the Lord. Thank you.